Troops, here we are again this Thursday night, another Eagle podcast, another super special guest. Tonight, I'm joined by the woman behind the B, Nadia from B Accountancy. How are you doing? Hello, John. This is Nadia. I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm, I'm brilliant, Nadia. And obviously, we just met for the first time yesterday at what I can only describe as a truly unbelievable networking seminar um, event, uh, which was, for those who don't know, um, Boost by Facebook. What was your overall impression of the event? This was such an incredible opportunity for us all to meet. I was not sure what I signed up to, to be honest. All I heard was it was going to be a veteran networking opportunity that spouses were welcome and then I saw the lineup and there was going to be the amazing Scott Johnson and Peter Mountford was going to be there and then all my network started saying that they would be going and I said well I can't miss out I just have to come so I made the journey down to London to see you all and it was such a great event it was just unbelievable firstly the sort of the, the network just everybody there being super friendly uh, a lot of the people that I've been speaking to and I think you'll you'll find the same as well people we've been speaking to on the Facebook groups uh, there are people that I've been speaking to for months like you John and we had never met face to face and the first thing that everybody who met me actually said was we did not realize how short you were so <laughs> I, I, I never said that because I never talk about a lady's height um, so uh, no uh, I mean, you're right in what you say. You you get given an opportunity. Do you want to come to a, a networking event in London? And you think, well, what am I going to get out of it? Um, but because it, it was sort of Facebook-ran, veteran-owned, affiliate, um, and all the other sort of people that were there, I just thought, I, I've got to go. And I'm so glad I went because already today... I've had five or six conversations with the people who I met yesterday and already new relationships are being formed. Um, and, you know, you talk about uh, a networking event. I could tell from the hotel where we had the event, I just thought straight away it's going to be next level. Um, and I, I tried to sort of say to someone, if you had to pay a ticket for that, Three, three to five hundred quid and you'd have still walked away thinking, wow, what, what, what a great thing. But to get it for free, um, well, it was next level. What was the highlight, would you say, for yourself? I can't pinpoint the one thing, but it was just being in the same room with people who obviously have been able to make a really great impact, who've been, who are very successful in their own businesses. And when you think about it, we are all at the same starting point. You know, nobody sort of was there with a huge inheritance and then making investments. Everybody was at the same starting point. You know, yeah. they left the courses, they were now veterans, they were thinking of the next step. And they started with a good idea, but they did not just leave it at the idea stage. They went and did something about it. Yeah. And you know what? You'll, you'll find that in life and you'll find it in business that the opportunities are there. It's about what you do with them. And often you'll see somebody being hugely successful and you think, oh, what they're doing is not that hard. You know, they're doing something really simple. Anybody could do it. True. But they're the ones who had the guts, you know, to go and do something about it. And I think just being in that same room with so many 
very, very successful individuals who made it almost like empowered us to think, you know, so what am I doing? And what is the next thing for my own business? I don't know. Did you feel the same as well, John? Yeah. Um, I just felt like it was a great opportunity and, and I've sort of done enough networking events now and a networking event is a bit like a job interview where the first few times you're a little bit terrible at it, um, but you do become sort of refined. And I sort of write a bit of a strategy about how I'm going to do things. And what I don't do is I don't speak to people who I know because we're not there to chat to our friends. We're there to chat to people who, who we don't know. So I sort of met yourself, Mark, Alex, uh, Miller, and had the niceties at the start. And then pretty much once he said, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I was like, right, who's, who's stood? I sort of stood back and looked at the room and thought, who stood on their own? Who stood on their own? Because that's who I'm going to speak to. And I did straight away, I spoke to a young, a young lady with a theatre company. Um, and we, we had a brilliant conversation. And guess what? She enjoys hiking. Boom. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we had a good, you, had a good conversation. And, uh, you, you develop a style. I, I try to speed network, so I try to spend between three to five minutes and then say, brilliant, lovely speaking to you. I'll speak to you during the day and then next person. <laughs> it's a bit like that. That's interesting the way you, you talk about your networking strategy. Actually, you're 100% right. You do get better at it. I have quite a different um, strategy to you, actually. What I tend to do before I attend any networking event is I try to find out who's going to be there to start with. Often, if it is uh, being organized, not like what we had, not the event we had yesterday, but if you go to a, like a, one of the organized networking events, you, the organizers will share who will be attending. Yeah. So I would literally go through the list and pick a handful of people who I think we would be a good match with each other yeah. and literally go and try to form relationships with those uh, people that I've selected. Does it always lead to business? I don't think that networking is necessarily the same as business. Mm. The clients that you're going for are not necessarily the people in the room, but it's about their network. So you're here to form the relationships with those people who know your clients. <laughs> and, there, and there, ladies and gentlemen, is the first nugget of absolute gold. Don't think just because someone does something polar opposite to you that there is no value because what's behind them and what's their network. And, and I'll, give you, I'll give you a prime example yesterday. Um, you, you work the room and uh, I spoke to Sai from um, All Call Signs. And he mentioned, he heard my northern accent, obviously, and he's like, oh, we're thinking about getting a, a, a place up in Catrick Garrison. We're looking for office space. Now, I'm a part of a property networking group here in the northeast in Darlington. And I was like, oh, really? I know loads of landlords. I know loads of um, people with commercial property. Let me get home. Let me speak to someone tomorrow for you. And today I've come back. I've, I've got in the WhatsApp group and I've said, oh, there's a charity looking for um, commercial office space, blah, blah, blah. Straight away, someone's come to me and gone, yeah, we've got space. We've got offices. Um, I was like, right, let me make an introduction. There's the guy's email. And I, I literally half an hour ago, I got an email from them saying, yeah, we're going to have a, we're going to have a conversation about uh, property in the Northeast. So that, you know, you do someone a good turn and they're automatically thinking, oh, what a great bloke. Do you know what? Next time I have an opportunity for them, I'm going to say, 
this is the guy you want to go and see. Exactly. This is exactly what networking should be about. If you go up to people and you try to sell to them, you know, it's like a relationship. It's, it's uh, <laughs> you know, you want to warm up to people to get to know what they're like, get to yeah. know what their friends are like. So if you go straight away and I, you know, if the pitch was, hello, I'm Nadia and I'm an accountant. Come on and, you know, let me do your accounts. I yeah. guarantee you people would just run away. So yeah. you really want to develop this relationship. And what you did is just ideally you've put two people together yeah. and you're not getting anything out of it. No. Nope. But these people will remember you. So yeah. next time, you know, they hear of their network looking for an event organizer, looking for hiking, yeah. they know exactly who to come to. And this is what you are looking for. Uh, and and that's that's a great point. Um, I never try and sell my events. I sell me because that is the person who stood three feet in front of them. Um, and uh, sort of, I bumped into someone yesterday who who I haven't seen him since. Oh God, it must be ten years, and he recognised me straight away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, you know, oh, what, what? Uh, I'm I'm leaving in about a year's time, and I'm sort of just coming out now. And he's like, I was like, he said to me, "Have you got any tips?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, join Veteran Owned UK, um, work on your idea now." Um, and I gave him loads of hints and tips, and I was like. And try to go to as many networking events as you can and just be a sponge. You don't have any information to give out at the moment, but doesn't mean that you can't just keep on absorbing information. So when you are ready to go, you know, you, you, you're straight in there. And um, it was, I was really impressed with the, with the public speakers as well. And um, I, I took a lot from those Facebook people giving, you know, standing in front of a large audience. And just being so confident and, and speaking. Um, and I thought to myself, I, I want to go down that road of public speaking. Um, and I'm not shy at coming forward. But um, the last time I addressed a room of, say, 60 people, I was confident, but I still felt nervous. Um, what do you think the success is to speaking publicly and being a good public speaker? Well, I'm a public speaker myself and I have spoken at accountancy conferences mainly, which is not everybody's cup of tea, but um, I would say to be a good public speaker, start by attending those places where people are public speaking. And with every single speech, every single talk that you go to, find one thing, just the one thing that really stood out for you um, whether it was the speaker's sense of humor, whether it was the way they held themselves, you, you will find one thing that you thought, oh, you know what, that was really, really good. And just learn from it and replicate. You know, nobody sort of, you know, just woke up one day thinking, oh, you know what, I'm going to go to public speaking. In fact, I would say to you, I still identify myself as an introvert. Public speaking does not come naturally to me. Speaking to people, speaking to you doesn't come very naturally to me. But sometimes you know that to be able to make something work, you need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to push yourself. You need to be able to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. And the way you do it is you listen to others and you, and you learn from others and never consider yourself to be the finished product. Mm. I say to you, I do public speaking, but every single event that I go to, I do take one thing and I say, you know what, next time I'm going to try this. At the moment, I'm trying to work on my sense of humor, but I don't, I'm not really good at that, but this is one of the things I know I need to work on. It, it, I thought the guys, the military guys who spoke, 
Um, the people in the military have a, have a unique way of public speaking. They always use um, sort of dark sense of humour uh, to sort of lighten the, to lighten the room. Um, I, I do it. And the guys yesterday certainly did it. I thought it was funny. Yes. Um, they, they, turn, they turn what others may seem to be their weakness into their strength and then they play off it. And I think that's a, I think that's a great, uh, it's a great way of doing it. Um, and did you manage to speak to the Facebook team, the, the people who Facebook actually sent there, the managers? I did. So they had a corner where it was uh, ask the expert. So yeah. I went there and I had a really good chat actually. And I talked about my business strategy and what I wanted to achieve. And interestingly, they did not teach me anything new. Mm-hmm. I was just reminded of whatever you're doing, you know, in terms of your posts, instead of your content, always sort of bear in mind, like, what is the ultimate aim to it? Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I'm an accountant. Um, a lot of my content is uh, business related. A lot of my content is tax related, really. It would not really make sense tomorrow if I started talking about, I don't know, shoe yeah. shopping for yeah. pregnant women. <laughs> So always, always keep whatever you're posting very relevant to your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I did take away from it, actually, was um, you really need to grow your tribe in life and in business. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that Facebook currently is focusing on the community aspect of things. And Veteran Odin UK is such a great example Um I'm sure all of us actually in business currently go there at least once a day just to check out about what's going on. And people are super helpful. Nobody is really trying to sell. You do have the cheeky posts every now and then, you know, come onto my page and buy from me. <laughs> we, 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 we all do it every now and yeah, then. There's nothing wrong but, with that. <laughs> but nothing wrong with that. But as long as you're part of a community, let's put it this way. You're part of that community yourself, John. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're super helpful with whoever is coming with their questions. I do the same for accounting and business. And I have actually got a lot of work through UK, not by selling, but just by being myself, by allowing, when you have an, when you are an owner managed, well, when you own, own and manage your own business, you have the chance of being yourself. You're not a man in a uniform. You're not a man in a suit. You can really be yourself. Let your own personality come through and attract people who will be a good fit for you. And uh, I think, this, as I said, uh, Veteran in UK is such a perfect place to go and meet people in business. The, uh, one per, well, there was a few people who really stood out for me, but um, I, I thought the way Scott sort of carried himself all day long was just, you know, 10 out of 10. And if he's, if he's our sort of general who's going forward and meeting all these big businesses and saying, a veteran on that's where it's at. I feel super confident and proud to be a part of that community because the way he spoke, the way he answered the questions, and the way he carried himself all day in the event, it, it, he just really is the epitome of, of a former soldier. Do you know what I mean? He is that bearing and standard at all time. He, he was good. I just said to him, you know what, it's time for you to give up the day job now and to take public speaking at a full-time uh, <laughs> Thing. I think I, I really enjoyed actually the I call him shoulder side I don't actually know what his name is it's the guy from blown away yeah and yeah. His, his Twitter handle is shoulder side so I never actually found out what his name is yeah. but 
sorry. Uh, but he did say one thing which really stuck with it because he was talking about his own experience and um, what happened to him and how he yeah. got good. And while he was talking about it, he came out and said, you know what, for every negative thing that happens, I tried, I tried to think of five positives that come from that negative. And I found that so powerful because you know what, life, business, everything has ups and downs. Yeah. And yeah. Those of us who, you know, who will float are those who can find the positives from the negatives. And I think it was so powerful just hearing him talk about his own story, but also mentioning how he always finds those five positives. Yeah, I, him and um, Hidden Bush, uh, sorry, Hidden Valley Bushcraft, uh, those two both really, really stood out for me. And they both had a really great um, message and a great ethos. And... I sat, I sat there and set, set myself a personal target and I said, next year, I'm on that stage. That's, that's what I said. And I thought, you know, I, I'm next year, when this event runs next year, and it will, because that was a massive success yesterday, um, I'm on that stage next year. Um, I was really impressed with the woman from X Forces. I didn't quite catch her name. Um, but I, yeah. Uh, and again, you, you, you're networking and you're trying to meet loads of people. Um, and I tried to get round her, but I, I didn't. And, I, and I'm, it's one thing I sort of think, oh, I wish I'd spoke to her. But again, she was another uh, person who I thought just carried herself immaculately, spoke really well, um, clear points, you know, great public speaker. And she just, she just looked so engaged all day as well. Do you know what I mean? And, and she, I mean, she must have spoke to a lot of people, but do you know, do you know her? Have you spoke to her before? I spoke to her briefly at the Soldering On Awards when we were finalists there. And um, I have to say, I haven't spoken to her in great detail. Um, it's one of those things you go to events and you get so busy sometimes you don't really spend as yeah. much as you would wish to with one uh, single person. But what I found it, for me was how... Yes, of course, everybody was engaging, but it was how everybody was, was very comfortable just being themselves. Yeah. Nobody went there saying, you know what, I'm sort of better than you and, you know, I did it because you know, I'm the only person who can do that. Everybody was very honest. They were very happy to share their own experience. They were very happy to share, you know, their, their, their lows and their highs. And it just shows you, you know, the balance. And to me, it was just the honesty, you know, of, of everybody that, that came across. And... Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And um, I left the event and I got on my train back to back up the north and I sat there and I just I just sat there and I listened to a podcast uh, and I just, I felt like I took that much information in. I just wanted to sort of sit there and a two and a half hour train journey just, just flew by. And even when I got home, um, I thought, right, you know, let's just say thank you and let's just you know, say thanks to Scott and all the people who I met. And then all the messages started flooding in from all the other people who I'd met, and it was a great thing. Um, so let's let's look forward to the next one whenever that is. Um, I, was, I was, sorry, I was tweeting during the event and just sort of, you know, just mentioning something that, you know, caught my attention and stuff. And at some point, Twitter just went a bit crazy. You had like a hundred notifications of just people retweeting and sharing. And... Um, it was such, you go to this event, these events, and what you come out of is you come out feeling very, um, 
I would say ambitious. You almost set yourself new targets thinking what you're doing is maybe too easy. You want to go and, you know, reach higher. And, and this is what I came out, came out of. And I said, you know what, I've spent a day there, you know, absorbing the information. I now need two days just to, you know, implement all the things that I want to do for the business. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, I, felt, I felt a bit lethargic today because I felt like I give that much of myself on, on the event that today um, I haven't done a great deal um, barring sort of sort out the podcast, um, tinker with a few things, speak to a few people. Um, my new website will be going live hopefully by Friday afternoon. So that's a success. Um, and just really going through my notes from the event um and uh yeah look look forward to the next one so we'll uh we'll see where that comes um so be accountancy nadia is is your is your empire and um <laughs> and i again found you via um veteran owned uk but i didn't find you because you were pushing a, a hard sell i found you because you were giving out uh, little bits of information about taxation, uh, do this, do that, do this. And it made me think, right, I'm in, am I in the serious game or am I just playing around in it? And obviously I've contacted you and obviously now you're, you're my accountant. Um, <laughs> what, what is it about accountants and accountancy that people get slightly like, oh, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm a bit scared and, I, and I'm going to hide away from it. And realistically, you, you should embrace it, shouldn't you? Well, what I find from, the, from my clients and from people in business generally is a lot of business owners don't actually enjoy numbers. Talk about marketing and ads and all that, and everybody gets a bit excited. Um, if I say, I'll ask you that, people find it funny, but I always ask that question. Now I'm sort of giving it away. Everybody will know what I ask them. When I first speak to clients, I ask them two questions. One is, how many Facebook likes does your page have? And usually clients can tell me to the nearest 10 how many yeah. likes they like. And then I will ask them, so how much money do you have in the business bank account at this moment? And nobody can really give me an answer. Yeah, yeah. But interestingly, those Facebook lives may or may not give you business mm -hmm. and your business bank account is at the heart of your business. I've given it to me now. Everybody knows what's the first question is going to be, but it's just showing that people want to have successful businesses, but they don't want to talk about money. And, uh, why did I set up the accountancy? I set up the accountancy and I'm going to say that, and it's important for everybody in business. A lot of, people that I speak to, people in business will say, oh, you know, I set up this business to help everybody. I did this, you know, for to help others or to bring a solution to this problem. Yes, you do. But it is really important for you to understand how your business works for you. So when I set up the accountancy at that time, I wanted to have flexible work. I, I, was, I was not prepared to go back full time into my job. So I wanted quite flexible I wanted to have interesting work so I would not have been happy if I was doing something which I considered boring so I wanted something exciting mm -hmm. and also I wanted to help out at the time when I first started actually it was mainly military spouses which I had in mind because yeah. I 
was a military spouse myself, and I knew how difficult it was, one, to find employment, and to have you know the challenges that I was finding in setting up, setting up my business. And so initially, I thought I was going to set up the business to help military spouses. Uh, but of course, you know, the way that military spouses feel a bit left out when yeah. veterans, you know, don't include this as, so I said, you know what, actually, um, it's not just military spouses that I want to work with. It is everybody from the armed forces family. And I set up the business and initially I was, of course, you know, I was an accountant already and I had my business plan and I had everything ready, but I did not really realize how successful the business was going to be. I knew that there was a need for good accountancy advice for the community. And I knew what I wanted to achieve. I wanted to leave a big impact and to help as many people from the armed forces community as I could. But to me, it was about finding the right balance. So as I said, I wanted that flexible work. I wanted that interesting work. And for me, it's almost like it had to be like in equal shares. I would not have been happy to say, oh, you know, I'm just going to help out the armed forces community. I'm going to do it 24-7 and I'm going to do it for no money. Because if I did that, then really I would not have been happy as an individual and I would not be able to give the best out of me. But to find the right balance means that it allows me to give the best possible service to my clients as well. Yeah. No. Um. <laughs> absolutely. And you're you're absolutely bang on about the numbers. And um it was mentioned yesterday uh, about the numbers. And today I bought, as I do every single day, I bought a Costa coffee. Um and I was sat there in Costa and I thought, right, I'm spending two pounds seventy-five, blah blah blah, times by blah blah, blah, times by 12 months. And I got to a figure of £792 in a year. And I was like, that's the last cost of coffee I am drinking. Um, <laughs> because what I can do with 700 and this figure, and then I, you, you can see it, but... Um, I can see the calculations, <laughs> yes. I've got the calculations. And, I, and, I, and I'm just, and I'm looking, and you know when you do a figure and you think, I can't, I can't be doing this right. And I've done it about five times and I keep arriving at that same figure. And I'm like 700, nearly 800 pounds on coffee. That is absolute madness. Um, so it's it's stopping. (laughs) I would say, I would say the the way that I look at expenses and, and costs generally in business is when you start business, so initially money is a bit tight. So, Most people, when they start their business, they naturally do not spend a lot of money on unnecessarily things. Yeah. Unnecessary things, sorry. Then you start making some sales, you have some money in the bank, and the moment you have some money in the bank, you almost want to spend it. Yeah. It's just nature. You start having those expenses, and they might not be the best expenses for you and for your business. The way that I would, a tip that I would give you is, not change something from one day to the, to the next it's very hard to make changes i would go back at your previous month bank statement take a highlighter go very old school or if you're technical enough go on excel and highlight it but literally go through these expenses and start filtering out those that actually do you really need it for your business and you will see a lot of the software subscriptions on there that we subscribe to or 
or newsletters and, and things like that that you just naturally subscribe to but actually you don't actually use yeah. and if you haven't used something you've had 30 days to use something and you have not used it realistically are you going to use it in the in the next 30 days absolutely not and i would first go and get rid of the subscriptions then i would uh get rid of the other things would i get rid of costa coffee it depends you know if you yes it is 700 700 pounds or so in a year but if this is what you need. You know, you're 15, 20 minutes away from the office. You sit down and it's just you and your coffee and you reflect whether you're reflecting on the good things on the business and you're sort of, you know, writing down your gratitude journal or whether this is a break that you need away from the office. At the end of the day, it is £2.70 for that break that you need in the day. I would not necessarily think, oh, it's a bad expense. Um. I don't think it's a bad expense, Nadia, but what I think is personally, I think it's gotten out of hand. Um, yeah. And, and and I sat back and, I do, and I've done the numbers and I'm like, you know, I divide by seven. And I'm like, this is working out at almost one and a half coffees a day. Now, um, that is, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that has to stop now. And another reason why it has to stop is I, I've decided from a personal point of view, I'm going to get some one-on-one PT for the next eight weeks. Um, ah, okay, that pays for the PT. <laughs> so, boom, there you go. So, straight away, when people say, oh, I can't afford it, um, well, hang on a minute. Do you drink coffee? Okay, let's talk about that. So, my stopping the coffee is going to pay for my PT. So, I don't have to go and create more money. I just have to stop wasting money. And I think that's something that we, that we all do. There is always an expense, and you've said it there about subscriptions or um, coffee. Or, and I did that today. I, I looked at a bank statement from last month, and I was like, what's this, what's this transaction here? £3.75. And it, it might have been like a chocolate bar and um, some sort of, probably another Costa, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> and I thought, and I added them all up, and I came to something like eighty-four fifty, and I thought, if I'm spending eighty four fifty a month on these, going to the corner shop and buying whatever, like, that has to stop because I've got everything in my house. Um, it's yeah. about making choices. It's the same about time, really. A lot of the time you hear people say, oh, I can't do this because I don't have the time. Mm. It's not that you don't have the time. It's, that's not a priority for you because you're doing other stuff with your time. And, you know, you've mentioned about it. I, I would not... I'm not a drastic person. I don't make changes from one day to the next. I would probably have reduced the coffee because clearly you enjoy your Costa. Yeah, yeah. I would probably say, you know what, instead of doing it sort of robotically every day and sort of it's, it doesn't have the same feel for me every day now, I would reduce it to a treat, to a Friday treat yeah. when you have your CEO day. Yeah. You should have a CEO day in your business where you're and you're the CEO. And that is when you're going to sit down with yourself in your Costa coffee yeah. and of how great your business is doing. Um, no, that's 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 a great point. Um, and we, I don't want to, but it's just it's just I've heard that a few times. Numbers don't lie, and I've heard it from a few people. Numbers do not lie. Um, so that was like that was my moment today. I was like, wow, I need to pay for these PTs, right? Well, how much am I? What am, what am I wasting money on? Because I must be wasting, right? So yeah, that's a great point. That's another great point for anyone. Have your, have your days, um, have your one day where you feel like an absolute boss. Gary, Gary V always talks about um, sell your house and go and get a rented house. <laughs> uh, cut, cut right back, get rid of your uh, BMW and get a Toyota. 
Um, I, it always sort of makes me laugh, but um, no, it's it, it's good. Um, have you got um, any other sort of accountancy tips? Is there any new technology coming on the market that you say, oh, this is interesting? And um, what it's is that you mentioned about cost? Because I will say that one of the things that I say to all my clients who, yeah. who I get on board is I want you to start using cloud accounting software. And what that is, is something like Xero or QuickBooks. Yeah. And and what I hear sometimes is people say, oh, you know, it's about £22 plus VAT. Well, this is one of the costs, really, that you should factor into your business. Yeah. A spreadsheet is works a lot of the time. If you're really, really, really small, a spreadsheet works. It will tell you how much money is coming in, how much money is coming out, but it won't do much more than that. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is to have some good software to... So I use zero and you use zero. I know you do because I get all my clients to use zero. And so what it will do is firstly, you connect it with your bank. So all your bank transactions already come here and appear in front of your zero and appear in front of your screen. So you don't have to go and download it and put it on a spreadsheet. And secondly, the bookkeeping takes you far less time. Mm -hmm. You really have, once you have a software like Xero, what you want to do is learn how to use it to its full capacity. One of the negatives that I hear is, oh, I now have Xero, but it takes in, it's taking me more time. Mm-hmm. Then go and get yourself some proper Xero training. You're not using Xero as you should. Right. Um, so once you have a business and you've got your Xero account, I would put your bank feeds so connect your bank in there so you can see all the transactions happening there. I would uh, start using Xero to send out invoices if you send out invoices. If you have, you know, if you're paying yourself a salary, use it to, to do your payroll. Yeah. Really what you want to do is make that software your financial hub where everything happens. And what that means is that when you log onto Xero, you almost have a snapshot of how things are going for your business. Yeah. And by not doing much work, you will see all the reports coming to you. So it could be that your sales level of fluctuating. And sometimes you know, it's not a bad thing, you know, having a decrease in sales, that could be something completely external to your business. Or it could be something you're not doing right for your business. Yeah. But once you have that information, then you can act on it. If you don't have the information, you don't know what you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um... Or, or uh, you could hire um, B accountancy and uh, let, let a skilled professional take care of it for you. Um, I, I, you see, some... I don't even need to do my own marketing anymore. I get my clients to speak for me. <laughs> I get my um, network to speak for me. No, exactly. Outsourcing. Um, I spent a lot of day yesterday actually talking about outsourcing and um, play to your strengths. Do you know what I mean? Play to your strengths. Um, if you do everything yourself in your business, you will not have the time to work on your business. Yeah. So actually numbers is something that many people don't enjoy anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's an easy one to outsource. Mm-hmm. It's probably the easiest thing to outsource because you probably don't enjoy it in the first place. And secondly, you probably just want somebody to go through the numbers for you and come back, you know, with the information telling you what you should know. Um, Yes, outsourcing is brilliant. There are so back in back in the very 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 old days. If you wanted somebody to do work for you for your business, you'd have to employ them. Nowadays, there are so many freelancers. There are so many, you know, so much work you can outsource to specialists in their fields. Like you just mentioned, your own website. You had your website redone, and I know you went yeah. for the best to get your website done. Yeah. <laughs> 
So if you're outsourcing, you have the opportunity to get the best people working on part of your business, really. And what you do as well by outsourcing is you're creating a new network as well because that person you're outsourcing to has a network. Um, yeah. So all of a sudden, you, you're now spanning the lengths and breadths of the country. And, you know, um, <laughs> it's important that you've got as many people as you can singing your praises saying, oh, yeah, we want to do the challenge on oh, who are you doing it with? Oh, well, we're not quite sure. I know someone. And, and that's, that's how, how it works. Um, don't spend all the time on your weaknesses. Just spend your time on your strengths. Um, and again, as well, I was speaking today to someone about, the, oh, yeah, but how much does she charge? And I was like, look, if you have to pay someone so much money, that makes you accountable to go and make that money. So... <laughs> You, you are accountable to that person because you owe them at the end of the month that money. So it's like, right, well, I've got to sell t two T-shirts or three handbags or two events to, to, to get that money. So it makes you accountable. And um, that's, that's overly important. And there's, 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 there's too many people making excuses. Um, and, and do you find this? There is always money for destruction, but there's never money for development. <laughs> Well, just just sort of add on to what you just said. When I started outsourcing part of work for my own business, before actually before I started outsourcing, I did a lot of work for free. Yeah. So I would go and be, oh, you know what? It's only taking me an hour of my time. I'm more than happy to do it for X, yeah. Y, and Z. And all of a sudden, when I started outsourcing, then my time, which I considered free, I could not consider my employees' time or my or my uh, you know freelancers' time free. I had to pay them their wage. Yeah. So I found that I was a bit. I became a bit more business savvy. That's a horrible thing to say for an accountant, but I did become a bit more business savvy. You know, when I started outsourcing things, you sort of value time a bit more. You value your work a bit more, and wow. you're creating a real business. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we've absolutely steam trained through this, Nadia. So I'm going to start with the uh, five watts which is how I like to sort of close the show down. And the first one is what's the greatest advice you've been given? Um, the greatest advice I was given was what, by one of my mentors when I started my accountancy practice. And she said to me, get yourself a notebook. And on the first page of your notebook, I want you to write down why you're starting this business. Because there will be a time that will come where you will have to make an important decision and you won't know which decision to, to make. Go back then and have a read at what you start, why you started the business in the first place. And I have to say, since I started the business, there has been a few times where I had to question what I wanted to do for the business and going back to why I went in business the first place really helped me take the business where I wanted to go. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a brilliant one. Um, the second, what's on your bucket list? So that can either be personal or business. Well, it's a personal one. I want, when I'll be hugely successful in business, I'm going to buy myself a Volkswagen camper van. Oh, yeah, lovely. A colourful one with a VW at the front. And yeah. I'm going to take the husband and the kids and I'm going to go on a road trip in Europe. Brilliant. If my husband was here, he's going to say, oh, that's when the Volkswagen camper van is going to break down. But I don't care. This is in my bucket list. I really want to do this. Yeah, um, wow, this no. Maybe a couple of years. 
Yeah, th- that's a great one. Um, I-, I personally, I-, I want a nice VW camper, and that- that's a great, uh, that's a great way. To I think it's the camper. freedom. You know, you go to places usually, especially if you're going, you know, in a plane. You don't. Well, usually you're not really flying unless you're one of those pilots. But yeah. usually you don't have much freedom. But with a Volkswagen camper van, I think it will give us a lot of freedom to do what we want to do. No, absolutely. Um, third one. This is always an interesting one. Uh, what's uh, what's been your toughest day? Um, I'm not being funny. I would say every day I have positives and negatives. Yeah. I haven't had a day yet that has stuck to me as being, oh my God, that day was the toughest of them all. Um, I would say I've, I've had tough days. I've had tough days when, uh, you know, I'm a small business when I've had, I was expecting uh, money in and actually I've had cash flow issues. It, it does happen. It happens to all businesses. And I would say it was a tough day at the time. But it's what you do out of it. So um, as, a, as a change, I've started taking uh, you know, payments by direct debit monthly for my clients. It's easier on their cash flow. It's easier on my cash flow. So I'm sorry. I'm going to say, I, I, I do sound like I'm, not, I'm trying not to give you an answer, but I honestly cannot think of a tough day that was so tough that I can still think of it as being a tough day now. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. Um, so uh, fourth, what? What's been your happiest day? That's personally or our business business wise well as you know i set up the accountancy in january yeah. 2018 which was 18 months ago and it was set up you know with i wouldn't say hardships because it wasn't hard i, I it was tricky because we were traveling you know with the husband moving around every couple of years so it was set up as an online business we have a very niche market we do things very differently from more traditional accountants and a couple of weeks ago we were announced as one of the top five new firms uk wide wow which is i mean it left me speechless for once (laughs) absolutely that's that's a great accolade that is amazing um so and the final one what's next for the Nadia Empire, be accountancy. What's what? What is your? What's on your future? What, what's coming up? So, what we're working on at the moment is I initially started on my own as a sort of sole practitioner for for the for B accountancy. What we're moving towards now is um, we've grown organically and we have a lot of clients and we're growing at a very very rapid rate. So we have now taken on staff. So wow, just, that's amazing. It was for me, it was the best thing ever because we are able to provide flexible, interesting work to other, well, at the moment we're working with military spouses, but we can provide um, flexible, interesting work to other accountants. And it's giving back because we've been very lucky and we really appreciate the trust and that our clients have put in us. And you know, being able to give back to the community at the same time is just an incredible feeling. So what's next is, uh, I'm not calling it the Nadia Empire. I'm calling it, yes, it is the accountancy empire. Yeah. It's, you know, hopefully a lot of uh, the community will benefit from it either through the advice we're giving. We still give out a lot of free advice. We have the Tax Tuesday blog every Tuesday with tax information um, for the, for the uh, entrepreneurs community. And I would say just keep on growing for now and, hopefully impact as many individuals as we can Nadia um, absolutely stellar advice uh, and for anyone listening to uh, this podcast 
and you haven't got an accountant or you're lost by accountancy or you're scared of it, um, don't be. Uh, there is help out there uh, and a few good tips were there. So um, numbers, numbers don't lie. Keep a track of your numbers. It's all well and good knowing how many followers and how many likes your post got, but it's much more important to know how much money is coming in and out of your, out of your bank every month. <laughs> <laughs> I feel my work is done now, now that you're saying it, John. <laughs> it's, not, it's not quite done. Um, and networking, go to as many networking events as it's possible and, and have a strategy and research the networking event and find out who's going to be valuable. And maybe the biggest person in the room isn't the most valuable person to you. Maybe it's that person who's in the same boat as you, who's starting out, who's hungry, um, you know, don't always just go for the selfie opportunity. Um, go for what's actually going to bring um, great networking to you. So before we close out, Nadia, if you'd like to tell the people where they can find you on social media and all the rest of it. Well, the easiest way to find me is always through my website, which is www.beaccountancy.co.uk. And if you're on Facebook or Twitter, my handle is at beaccountancy. So quite easy to find me. Or just come on Veteran Owned UK. I'm always hanging around there. <laughs> no, brilliant. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's been the end of another epic uh, Eagle podcast. Uh, you're only as good as your guests. And Nadia tonight's been absolutely 10 out of 10. I thank you very much for your time. Uh, coming on next week, it's going to be uh, a bit of a toss-up because I'm still waiting to hear back from two people. But whoever comes on will be knockout 10 out of 10. And the Eagle podcast will soon be number one in the charts because I am relentless. Nadia, thanks very much for your time. Have a Thank great evening. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye.